Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very, very special broadcast of Impact Life 24-7, a Friday night version of all the greatness that you guys have come to appreciate and enjoy since 2019. This is Impacting Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King, coming to you live from the high-definition studios here in Impactville. That's right. I'm sitting high atop the Ruth E. Plowden Legacy Chair, and we're so thankful for you to stop by with us to spend a few moments with us as we interview an amazing person who is doing something that truly is that truly is amazing, uh, and, and their dogs appreciate them too. One of the things that one of the things that I want to say before I introduce our guest is that sometimes people will hide behind circumstances and situations, and they don't have courage to do anything. But this this man does not. He's running for Onslow County Sheriff. His name is John Yop. He's a lifelong resident of Onslow County. He's he's uh, he's been deeply involved in this community for many many years. His family has been living in Onslow County, uh, North Carolina since the 1790s. They even have a road named after themselves called Yop Road. Believe it or not. And so for the past 20 years, he's been faithfully dedicated his life to serving people in this community. On September the 11th, he was interviewing with the Onslow County Sheriff's Office and while he was in the waiting room, he was watching on the TV screens, as many of us were, the atrocities that took place during 9-11. And one of the things that he said was, as he watched those EMS workers and those first responders and those firefighters and policemen run into doomed buildings, he said, you know, his commitment and his propensity to serve only increased. In 2001, he began serving as a correctional officer in Oslo County Jail. From there, he assumed the role of patrol officer with the Oslo County Sheriff's Office and continued to work there for several years. He is currently a sergeant. Check that out. He's a sergeant for the North Topsail Beach Police Department, and his entire law enforcement career has been spent in Oslo County. He's been doing his best and to be the best possible and bring the best possible outcome for each and every citizen that he has been called to serve. Now, listen, when I, when I tell you this, I'm, I, I again say that oftentimes people can hide behind Facebook or, or social media and lambaste folks and, and lament about how bad things are. You understand? It's so easy to be an armchair quarterback and and be negative and find all the reasons why things are falling apart. Or you can do like my guest tonight is doing and say, you know what, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I see some areas where we can improve. I know where my passions are. I've been serving in this community for decades. And now I want to I want to run for public office. And I told him in the pre-show, I told John in the pre-show, I said, listen, brother, I know who I am. I'm the sheriff of Impactville, but I could not be a regular county uh, public official. I just know that that would not be my thing. But we've said on this show, we want to bring everybody on that would like to share what your story is and, and what your what your vision is. If you've got the courage, we've got the time. So I want everybody out there to listen closely and intently as we bring to our virtual studios a man with character and integrity and a passion and vision for Onslow County, North Carolina. Would you put your hands together and join me in welcoming 
the Oslo County candidate for sheriff, John Yop. Welcome, John. How y'all doing? How are you, John? It's so good to have I'm you. Doing on. Great tonight. It's so good to have you on Impacting Life twenty four seven, my friend. Yes, sir. I'm enjoying this. This is a. Uh, I'm red in the face. My blood pressure's not up. I've been standing <laughs> outside in the sun. I had no idea what running for office really took. <laughs> yes, and you know what? That's so. why I've I looked at some of your videos. I think you posted a video today or the other day where you were out mm -hmm. there at the polls, and I said, man, that, that, that takes a dedication and, and a commitment and a desire to really get down to the grassroots. So before we get busy with what we do best here at Impacting Life 24-7, John, why don't you tell people who are, are tuning in or who will listen later how they can contact you, sir? Well, um, I've got a, I've got a uh, uh, email address. It's yop for sheriff spelled out Y-O-P-P-F-O-R-S-H-E-R-I-F-F -F at gmail.com. That's my email. Mm -hmm. Also, and I am not afraid to do this, and I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. I'm not going to change my number if I win this election. Okay. My phone number is 910-320-6659. And I, the thing buzzes all day long in my pocket, and I'm always on the phone. Right. Out there at those polls, people are calling all the time, so don't be afraid to call. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm willing to talk to everybody. I like to know what you've got going on in your life and what concerns you have, and I'd like to give you an answer for whatever situation you're dealing with. I would like to give you an answer that is feasible and something that can be done and what should be done. All right. Do you have a website, too? Yes, I do. Um, it's uh, John Yop for Sheriff. That was www.johnyopforsheriff.com. Johnyopforsheriff.com. And so you can reach out to him several different ways, ladies and gentlemen. Yop for Sheriff. That's all one word, yopforsheriff at gmail.com. You can call, call him, plain old telephone service. They call that POTS in the military, 910-320-6659. Yeah. And, of course, you can find him on the web at johnyopforsheriff.com and you can see what his platform is, what his vision is, and you know, you can make you can make the decision. I would suggest you would go you got a Facebook page too. So I would suggest you go check him out right now, ladies and gentlemen, while you for those of us watch for those of you watching live, go check him out. Just see what yeah. just peel back the covers and find yes. out what's going on with John Yap. That's one thing, you know, we when we had Sheriff Chip Hughes on a couple years ago and and he he's the Craven County Sheriff, good mm -hmm. friend of ours, good friend of our I show. Like good people yeah good good man um w one of the things that that uh chip and i hit off so well is that it, that chip has a he has developed this unique skill set and it's really disarming that he's got democrats and republicans who love him you know what i'm saying and that's what really i'm I finding would, that too at the polls yeah man and, and you know what it's like sometimes you know, sometimes we focus on whether it's a D or an R, and I understand that that's for that's for purposes. But also, yeah. what you're doing, John, is is being out there in the community. And the community, I don't look at it when I see somebody that I roll up to. I don't necessarily first thing I ask them is, "Are you a Democrat or are you a Republican?" I just am like, "Hey, yeah. I'm John, and you're Bill." You know. Mm -hmm. You know some of the some of my best friends and some of my you know. Uh, some of the people I've been closest to and right. actually had conversations about about politics and about policies and yeah. about police work. And the whole time I thought, 
man, we were right on the same page and come to find out uh, during this primary election, they come out to vote for me and they can't vote for me because they're voting on a Democrat ticket. And right. I, and we're all, we're running as Repu- all all the sheriff's candidates in this county are running as Republicans. Right. And I'm like, you know, what am I on the wrong ticket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I are in our ver- for this very special Impacting Life 24-7 episode. We have in our virtual studios, John Yop, and you can find him at yop for sheriff y-o-p-p for sheriff at gmail.com you can send him your questions in you can call him at 910-320-6659 and of course you can find him on the web you know the website is really really simple john yop for sheriff.com so john i know you and and I, i know that you're a man of great integrity and character and faith, but introduce yourself to our to our global audience. People are listening all around the country. Of course, people are listening in in America, but yeah. but but they're also listening in other countries. So you're awesome. a total stranger to many of our listeners. So everybody, <laughs> introduce yourself, brother. Tell us who John Yap is. Um, I'm a native here, Onslow County. Uh, we're out here on the East Coast of North Carolina. Beautiful country, beautiful place. Uh, my family were fishermen and stuff like that, and my grandfather established one of the first gas stations here in the, in, in Onslow County. So I'm kind of from that homegrown culture here, uh, but at the same time, I was a little bit of a nutty youngin, and I thought I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, and everybody in my family would tell me, how oh, you'll never learn how to do that. But when I found out that I could do that, it changed my life. I realized there's nothing that I can't set my mind to that I cannot do. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and just dove straight into everything that I love. So about uh, about like 2001, I started my law enforcement career uh, at the Onslow County Sheriff's Office. And the day I went in for my interview was 9-11. And it was shocking to me that officers were leaving this work and I was coming in. So uh, so I, I fell in love with it. And as I continued in law enforcement work, I realized how much I truly love serving people. Uh, but I will say this, back in 1993, I got the Holy Ghost and I ended up going to a church service that changed my life back in 1993. So I already knew that I loved people and I loved helping people and I loved other people experiencing God's mercy. Yeah. And I, that was always my goal. And as I got into my law enforcement career, I realized this law enforcement career is not just, Hey, I'm going to work. I'm making a paycheck. Right. Cause I did a lot of things and made a whole lot better money than law enforcement. And <laughs> yeah, I realized right. My heart was in it. Right. And I knew this is for the kingdom. This right. is something I was doing to be the face and the hands, the feet of God right. out here where people could experience a real Christian in probably one of the hardest times of their life. Yeah. So uh, I'm a guitar player. Uh, I'm married. I've got uh, two boys. And between those two boys, 
I've got two granddaughters and one more on the way. So All right. gray hair. Yes, sir. It's well earned. <laughs> you, you, you've definitely so. earned it, John. <laughs> so, well, th- that's amazing. And, and uh, if you've never heard him play, uh, let me just tell you, when he says he can play the guitar, uh, he can play that guitar. Very, very blessed uh, musician and a man of faith. And, and you know, one, one thing that, that we say on this show, even though our show is not necessarily, you know, our podcast Impacting Life 24-7 is not necessarily a faith podcast or religious podcast. We tell people that we make no apologies for our faith in God on this show. And if somebody wants to talk about God, they want to talk about the Holy Ghost, they can on Impacting Life 24-7. You understand? You think you're, I wasn't going to say something? You're, you're not going to be, hey, listen, you're not going to be canceled or censored on this show. So it, well, I hope not. <laughs> anyway, and so uh, again, John, that was interesting. Uh, a little interesting fact that I did not know uh, was that that you. I, I know there's a Yop Road, but it took me years before I correlated Yop Road with actually you. That, that that's that's your family lineage, huh? That's where I grew up at. Back when I was a kid, there was a truck stop on the corner of Yop Road, and where there was a big bunch of woods back there behind it. And we used to go back there hunting and playing and stuff. You know, there's there's it was a big, I mean, it was really thick wooded though. I yeah. mean, it was like underbrush and briar. So when you got in there, you had to know which way to get out because yeah. it was pretty thick up in there. Wow. So now here we are, 2022. We've come through two years of an unprecedented time. And you know the oh, yeah. the world has been upside down on his head. For, you, for those of you who didn't listen a couple uh, days ago, I did a, a speech. Um, I did a speech called spatial disorientation and I talked about our times in which, you know, we seem to be looking at up is down and down is up and right is wrong and wrong is right. And I, I, it was pretty intense y'all. So, but, mm-hmm. but, but we, our times demand people that will, you know, sometimes leave their comfort zone to do things for the greater cause of others. And so, John, yeah. uh, being a sheriff, I mean, has this been a lifelong dream of yours? Um, no, but in the recent couple of, I'd say probably six years, it's mm-hmm. been something that's been heavy on my mind. Um, and, and I can explain. Um, I worked at the sheriff's office, and when I was – when I first started law enforcement work and working at the sheriff's office, I would see what was happening and I would always hear all the other guys complain. Well, they shouldn't have done this. They should do this. And everybody had their opinions. And, you know, I realized along the way that there's probably another reason why this is happening. Right. Why is this policy this way? Uh-huh. And so I excused it, but it also made me think why, you know, because there's got to be some underlying reason why something that seems so obvious would not be implemented. Right. And, you know, so as I've continued in my law enforcement career uh, and been, you know, a sheriff's deputy now as police officer and seeing the different needs of each type of department, I realize now all that goes into and why certain policies are the way they are. Yeah. And I would like to get out there and change it. And as I began to think about that, I realized, I want to run for sheriff. So the last election, I actually started an exploratory committee to begin uh, actually a campaign to run for sheriff. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, um, I decided against it the last election cycle and withdrew my name 
from from the filing of uh, for a candidacy for sheriff. And uh, been working the last four years under the same guy who was the sheriff when I was get, getting ready to run before. Right. And I've seen things go further in the wrong direction. And I realize what actually does need to happen and what we can do better. And so this time, when I stepped in this time, yeah. I knew this is it. I've got to do this. You know, it's it's the best thing for our community. So really not a dream. It's a calling. It's one that I know is going to keep me up all night. I know it's going to be really hard work. Right. But I'm ready for it. I think God has built me for this position right now, you know, and I'm ready to do it. And I'm young and able. And if I ever get to the point where I don't feel like I'm able to do it anymore, I'll get out of the way and let somebody else who's able get in there. You know, I like that last line right there, John, because uh, sometimes people stay some sometimes people stay past their 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 time to be there uh it's like uh, sometimes i invite people over to the house and you know john people come over to our house and they just don't get the hint bro i mean i'm like yeah. if, if i'm at the house and, and you're over and we have dinner and we fellowship we have a good time then i'm yawning and i'm looking at my watch that's the hint that you need that's to get out <laughs> don't stay past the time so um yeah i'm just teasing but again ladies and gentlemen in our virtual studios we have uh the candidate for onslow county sheriff john Yap, you can find him at yapforsheriff at gmail.com. Of course, you can call him on Plano Telephone Service. He said he will not change his number if elected. That number is 910-320-6659. And uh, again, on the web, you can go to his website tonight to find out more about John at johnyapforsheriff.com. johnyapforsheriff.com. And so maybe some people... You know, I joke around. I've been I've been a sheriff several times, but it was for church, John. I was sheriff Sunday here at at in Jacksonville, and then I was um uh I was um who was I? I was sheriff text. You know, like Bible text. Yeah, I was sheriff text way back in the days with uh sheriff over Camp Harmony. But what is it? What it actually is a, sh a county sheriff? And kind of give us an understanding of what their roles and responsibilities are. Uh, well, uh, sheriff traditionally is a little bit different. When, you know, one of the other candidates, every time we go to a forum, he likes to school us what a sheriff is and where the concept came from. Uh -huh. uh, he was a liaison between the people and the king. Okay. Uh, that's not quite the situation anymore. Basically, <laughs> the situation is a sheriff has got a set of duties. He's got to do paper service. So if there's someone with a lawsuit, uh, if they're being evicted from their home, uh, if um, the judge has ordered that they pay fines and they don't have money to go take property. Um, so that's all, you know, serving warrants, things like that. So that right. paper service is probably one of the most important factors. One of the things that happens, you know, if so, so for instance, if I win this race, I've got to put up a cash bond of of the most it being twenty five thousand dollars to be the sheriff. So if I neglect the paper service, then they can revoke my bond. And if I cannot pay that bond in 48 hours, replace that bond in 48 hours. I will have to be removed from office. That's the wow. one way you can get rid of your sheriff. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a quick way right there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the sheriff is uh, is he's in control of the jail. Mm -hmm. So the uh, 
the facility that houses people that are being caned pre-trial. And don't get this confused as we speak. I'm going to be you know, emphasizing the fact that jail is not punishment. Jail is a pre-trial detainment you know, for people that are high risk for flight, right. not being at their court date. Uh, that's one thing to always remember and always tell my officers, don't you forget your position because your position is not to punish anybody. Right. Your position is to get that case to the courthouse. Now, also, uh, we take care of the courthouse. Uh, so we've got, uh, bailiffs and, uh, administrators, you know, who help the courts keep security at the courts. And, uh, also we have a patrol division and we do investigations and stuff like that too. So, we patrol out in our counties. Uh, another thing that we do is we're school resource officers. So mm -hmm. we've got officers that actually protect our children at the schools. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that the sheriff is tasked with, but that's ultimately what we deal with. And uh, thank you, John. And and if I'm correct, if help me, because again, you know, I just dabble into these areas, y'all. Some people think that I have I have folks on the show because I'm so smart. It's not that it's not that case at all. In fact, I get an education every time I have a guest, so I just, I love it. I'm like I will be smart one day when I turn over impacting life 24 seven to somebody else. Maybe me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So um, the the sheriff though the 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 county sheriff is the only duly elected uh, elected law enforcement officer, yeah. right? He, that, and, and technically, that is another issue that I didn't really bring up. Okay. Um, the sheriff is your constitutional protection, and him being an elected official, uh, when, when the people of the county elect that individual, they're saying, this is the man I want standing at my door when the FBI decides they're going to come and serve a search warrant on my house. Mm -hmm. This man should be there to make sure that the FBI doesn't violate my rights, that they don't go, you know, if they're looking for a person, the sheriff should be the guy grabbing the FBI agent by the arm going, buddy, what are you looking in the drawer for? Right. Because you can't hide a person in the drawer. Right. You know, so, you know, he's your constitutional protection. And when it comes down to an, uh, a federal government overtaking taking more power than what they're rightfully able to take. Mm -hmm. Like these mandates, you know, somebody has got to stand there and say, uh-uh, y'all are not shutting down my businesses. You're not going to stop my people from going to church by closing my churches in here. We're letting these people do what they have the constitutional right to do. That's what your sheriff is supposed to do. And it takes a man with a lot of guts to stand up to a federal or even a state government yeah. that would overrun our rights. Yeah, so, so the sheriff had, the sheriff definitely carries a, a lot of weight and has a lot of weighty a lot of weighty responsibilities. And so again, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined for those of you who are tuning into our podcast, which is in do you guys want to know a new statistic my team gave me today that impacting life 24/7 has been downloaded in 92% of America. 
wow who knew i didn't even i didn't i was like uh we're, we're doing some modifications and refinements to the show and i'm like man guys we just we just slow steady just continuing to show up every day for work and so thank you that's 46 states that impacting life 24 7 has been downloaded in and i guess we just got four more if if somebody could if somebody out there could just send us the four other states we'll have all across america and we're joined in our virtual studios by my friend and the man running for onzo county sheriff uh, john yop you can find him at yop for sheriff at gmail.com you can call him directly if you got questions after this show and he may have sparked some interest in your mind about okay well maybe i was going i was leaning one way in 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 my selection now i'm lean maybe i need to talk to this man a little more call him at 910-320-6659 and again if you want to use the World Wide Web, just go to johnyopforsheriff.com. So, John, as we look into your, because everybody has a platform, right? And and that's I think that's an important thing. Obviously, I know your your faith is your foundation. Your trust and belief in God is your foundation, and and you gave you have given Him credit uh, at the onset. You know, you talked about in 1993, the Lord came down like fire from heaven, and 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 we understand <laughs> we understand we understand that, and that's that's very very important. I told this somebody asked me this the other day. I was being interviewed somewhere in Atlanta, and they said so. King, because you've I've got you know my book's coming out in July, and they said, "Tell us how you have overcome all of these obstacles." And I said, "It was my foundation. My foundation is God. Everything else is yep. just a window dressing." And I know some people yep. may say, "Well, that's a crutch." Well, you let me use my crutch, and you use <laughs> yours. You got it. And so anyway, <laughs> I'm not nearly as radical as people think, but at the end of the day, that's the centerpiece of for all that we do. And so you have a you have a platform and it's important if you're running for office that people know kind of the the elements that are important to you. And so one of the things that you discuss and you guys can find this at uh, johnyopforsheriff.com, you said I will place community service and protection first, working with very com- various community leaders to create a plan that will benefit the safety of all Onslow County residents. So you're talking about. Uh, a community service and protection first. So talk about that, what your vision is behind that. Uh, you know, everybody comes up with a plan. You know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But I'm, I'm telling you, I am a boots on the ground law enforcement officer. I talk to the community all the time. You'll be surprised the things that they're concerned about. You'd be surprised about the things that they know is going on. Right. And also the things that they'll share with you. Uh, but you've got to be open. You've got to be ready to, to, to hear, to listen, and not just listen, but to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I always tell this story. This, this, you know, one time I was driving through a neighborhood. I was just doing a neighborhood check, making sure every everything looked good, making sure nobody's houses, you know, you know, a vacant house with the door open or something. And right. This lady stopped me. She said, she said, I see you come through here all the time. You're a good servant to our community. Could you help me? I'm like. Are you trying to give me to help you? All you got to do is ask. Right. And she said, well, if you would help me move this pot into my, into my house, uh, I would really appreciate it. Uh, and I, I, I said, sure, I will help you. She was a little lady. Uh-huh. And I, as I got out the, the patrol car, I said, wait a minute. This better be a plant in a pot. And this better not be a duffel bag. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, right. when, when, 
when I talk about community service and things like that, mm -hmm. um, man, we have to be involved in our communities. Right. You know, a car on the side of the road needs a tire change. I mean, it could be anything, you know, somebody upset about something. But no matter what you do, if you do something to help every person that you come across, it could just be a kind word, right. something like that. It needs to happen. But that also increases your ability to understand what's going on in your community. That's right. And community service should be something that every officer participates in. And it's something that your leader in your department should be able to exemplify for you so that you don't see officers sitting behind the school hiding and doing a report, even if they're doing a report. I mean, that's, they don't need to be hiding. They need to make themselves available yeah. for their community at all times. Well, you know, and, and I'll tag him again, uh, Sheriff Chip Hughes. He, he went with uh, my great friend, uh, Dr. Tabari Wallace, who he, Tabari Wallace was actually the first principal to give me my first speaking job years and years and years ago. Well, Tabari Wallace, Tabari Wallace was, uh, the Craven County. Uh, he was, uh, what, where is it at? Where it's on the f West end of Craven, that high school, West Craven high school. Yeah. And it was right during the height of the pandemic. And so 2020, the kids couldn't have a normal graduation. So, Tabari, being the amazing person that he is, got together with Chip and he said, uh, we're going to go and deliver signs to every single graduate. Now, that think about the square miles, right, that they had to cover in, in, oh, yeah. in Craven County. And him and him and um, him and Tabari did that. They put, put some resources together and they made a little ceremony for each one of those. Uh, 2020 graduates and it got so much recognition Ellen DeGenerate had uh, Tabari on her show it was a national thing and Ch Sheriff Chip Hughes is he leads like that and and that's what I what I appreciate appreciate what you said John is that y y we do have to be visible in our community we do have to have our fingerprints mm -hmm. on the on the citizenry in our community yeah it, it is it is vital it an officer who you know who wants to be of help, yeah, will always be someone that not only is willing to, but they'll be called on. Yeah, and the more you're called on, the better you will be to serve your community. I mean, I've, I've watched videos where guys are at Thanksgiving and they're just standing out there and they pull somebody over and they think they're getting a ticket, and the officer walks up and hands them a frozen turkey. Yeah, says, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean just. That kind of thing would be great if we would get back to serving our people for real, yeah. really being of service to our people. I appreciate that. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we are at Impact Life 24-7. We're blessed to have in our virtual studios John Yop. He is a candidate for Onslow County Sheriff. And uh, you can find him at yopforsheriff at gmail.com. You can find him. You can call him directly at 910-320-6659. And also on the web, you can find him at johnyopforsheriff.com. People ask King uh, CL, of course. They say, why do you give out people's information so much? When I have a guest on, we, give out, we, we make it our point to give out their information 20, 25 times in the midst of the show. Why? Because I want to, I want to add value to you. I don't, your time is valuable 
And I, that that's just that has always grated on my nerves when I'm a guest on somebody's show and they wait to the very end to say, well, tell people how they can find you. I get I get five seconds to say, oh, find me at cokingspeaker.com. And I'm like, but you didn't have me talk for. And so I, I we make that's our that's kind of like our our signature thing is that if you come on this show, we want it to be a value to you not just value to us. You follow me? So all y'all podcasters out there, learn from CL, the impact motivator. Anyway, John, I'm sorry, that was a commercial break. You talk about treating people with respect and fairness and working hard to gain their trust. Gaining trust um, in in your community, especially in community policing, is important, huh? Yes, it is. Um, You know, people know I mean, how many times have you had dealings with the police and you turn around and thought, why didn't they arrest that guy? Yeah. You know, why didn't that guy go to jail? Once they know that you're putting out everything that you've got uh, available to serve them every time you go above and beyond every time it shows and people will gain your trust. Now, I'm a father and I've got, you know, my kids are grown now. But if they got in trouble for something uh, today, they know that they would get in trouble for it if they did it again tomorrow and the next day. And so that there's a consistency and that consistency also in that consistency, they know that if someone else did to them what they got in trouble for, they would also be in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. So there is a sense of security and a consistent principle police force that is there to serve their community that grows trust yeah and it grows trust throughout the community when they know that the officers that work for them because that's who we work for Mm -hmm. the officers that work for them are there for them and are not hiding not trying to avoid them they're there and they're available uh and it you know that sense of security also the protection side of it the Mm -hmm. fact that I'm going to put my life on the line for anybody. Right. You know, this is a, this is a Christian concept, you know, cause the Bible says there's no greater love hath any man than this. And a man would lay down his life for his friend. Right. That is why I believe that, that America is a Christian nation because we live in a free society where the land of the free and the home of the brave, because people could use our freedom. They could use our, our, uh, our laws, you know, the, the, the freedom to have guns and things like that against us, mm-hmm. but also the same freedom could leave someone being injured and neglect. So right. it's a free society is a very dangerous society. And every person within the society should be willing to give of themselves. Yeah. And that is why I would consider this a Christian nation because giving your life for someone else's freedom is the basis of that giving yeah the call that, that is required mm-hmm, and, that- and there's 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 one more factor that a lot of people miss in that that a lot of people in other countries pay the same price because freedom costs blood right and people in other countries pay the same price but they don't get to enjoy the level of freedom that we do in the united states right and being a police officer i'm willing to give my life to protect it and make sure it stays. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, John. And uh, again, if you want to find out more about John Yop, just go to johnyopforsheriff.com. Or uh, if you got questions for him, 
We're going to be adding the call-in feature here shortly. I think we're starting Monday, ladies and gentlemen, where people can call in oh, live. Cool. Uh, yes, and, you know, it's just the, t- the technology. We're, we're ever increasing our digital footprint here at Impact Life 24-7. And so you can call him at 910-320-6659. Another thing that you say, John, man, time is just getting away from us. we got to hurry, John. Um, what, another thing that you talk <laughs> hurry, about I'll is – I'll make the answer short. No, you're good, man. Another thing that we talk that you talk about is, is – one of your your platforms and visions is to concentrate more police officers in areas where crime is high and in those areas that have been neglected so are those are those one in the same or are, are they two different focus areas well they're they're two different focus areas uh but one in particular you know if you're familiar with uh Onslow county there's an area called sneeds ferry yep so it's kind of off in a, in a faraway corner, kind of, it's kind of disconnected from the rest of the county. Yeah. Um, when I go there, I feel like I'm going tradi- out of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always traditionally been kind of the wild west, so to speak, out there. I okay. mean, anything goes, you know, a high crime area, uh, you know, drug manufacturing, all kinds of problems. But now, because of uh, the retirees from, you know, from the military, you know, people are retiring. They're building houses down there, and now it's kind of caught on. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful part of the world. It's a nice little old fishing community, and uh, and I mean, you've got shrimp boats with their masts sticking up. It's just a beautiful place. Right. And so we've got people moving in with a lot of money, retiring from you know from big business, and there's a lot of really wealthy gated communities moving in, and so our demographic down there is changing quickly, and so. While this is happening, we've got the this criminal element that has traditionally targeted anybody mm-hmm. with money, and now we're moving them in. And it's like, hey, something's got to happen. Right. And we've got one deputy down there most of the time. Ooh. We need we need at least three down there. Okay. But you know we've got one most of the time, and that needs to stop. Um, there has to be a point at which we stop being reactive and start being proactive. Yes. Too many, you're not being reactive anymore. Now you're just harassing people. Right. We don't need a police force that's harassing people. We need a police force that is well functioning and and right at that right in that good level where they're being proactive. So they're patrolling neighborhoods, reducing crime by even just their presence being there. Right. Uh, instead of chasing from one crime to the next and just going from report to report. Yeah. And while you're taking the last one something else is happening down the street that you're going to be going to that if you were proactive you could have headed off before it happened right yeah and 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 i like i like the idea of understanding uh you know being a, a proactive police force i understand listen crime as long as we've been living crime is since there's been earth and people oh, yeah. on it there's been crime right um yes, but but you and i <laughs> you and i talked about this and this is something that that is important uh, it's important for me because I I've, I did a three part series, John, a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> and it was about the opioid uh, epidemic and the fentanyl crises. They said that it's costing our country a trillion dollars a year. This this fentanyl yeah. issue and the opioid in, issue in particular. And I've talked openly about uh, how how I know firsthand the power of opioids. Uh, you know, in fact, you were the guy who who helped me get motivated to get off of them. 
because uh, you yeah. you had a back surgery years ago. I had a back surgery, and they told it, both of them failed two back surgeries, and they said, "Hey, listen, yep. you're going to be on opioids for the rest of your life." And it really is the first thing you think about when you wake up and the last thing you think about when you go to sleep. And so, yep. but, but now that, that take that and magnify that through our communities and then mm-hmm. to throw on top of that, the dangers of fentanyl. Um, it, it's, yeah. it's some, it's like the, we cannot continue to kick the can down the road. So you, you so said, lost that right. And you said that I wouldn't surprise you by any questions. So yeah. I'm going to, we didn't prepare for this one, John, but we did talk about it. Yeah. What is your thoughts on this, this opioid epidemic and how can we as a community, as a, as a law enforcement, how can we get ahead of this thing? Cause we're losing too many kids, brother. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and to me, let me lay out a little bit more about it. Why it's so important. Okay. Um, it's not just the fact that we're losing people to opioid overdoses and fentanyl over- overdoses uh, and, and the fact that it could be our own kids end up caught up in this. Right. Uh, the fact is, it can also be a major detriment. Remember, I was talking about that community a minute ago where all these wealthy people are moving in. We right. don't want them to start becoming the victims of a break in. Or, you know, where somebody's just trying to rob them to get money to go buy more drugs. Right. Which is one of the biggest, you know, drugs is the biggest driving force for other types of crime Mm -hmm. in all of our communities. So when you think of that factor, I mean, I don't want anyone to get hurt or be injured because somebody broke into their house. Right. But I also don't want any of my citizens to have to shoot somebody to protect their family and then live with the fact that they killed somebody. You know, when we can do more about it. Right. So on that note, um, the situation with the opiate, you know, the opiate epidemic, it's it's running away from us. And especially since COVID has gotten worse. Yeah. People sitting at home with nothing to do. Right. Um, You know, and then and some people, you know, I, I would say that there is a larger number of people that came by their opiate addiction by no fault of their own. Right. Uh, through back surgeries and yep. things like this by an injury that they were recovering from got them stuck there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a terrible thing, but it is, it's not like somebody that wants bread, you know, to, 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 to go feed their family. This is like you said, it's the first and last thing on their mind. It's the only thing that they're worried about yeah. all day long. Yeah. And you know, they will rob you blind and you won't even know they were there. They're the best pick, pickpockets <laughs> in the world. You know, they'll get your money and you'll be like, yeah, what happened to my wallet? Right. And, and it's, it's an addict. He right. wanted your money so he could go buy some more stuff. Right. But um, getting these people, you know, I know from firsthand experience that when an opiate addiction breaks, when you break that addiction and they start to realize who they were, Mm-hmm. and how long they have been taken away from mm-hmm. there's a little light that comes on that little glimmer of hope when they go wait a minute i used to like to play pa- practical jokes yeah and then when they realize that they miss the person that they used to be right it's it's a magical moment in their life so that being said we need to implement a uh, program like the leads program uh it's it you know North Carolina has implemented this. It's coming down through through the uh, through the uh, uh, the 
the training and standards. We've got classes to train officers on how to get people into this program. So police offices like Arnold County here, JPD signed on to it. So what they'll do is they get someone who's a user and they'll arrest them. And then let's say they've got a misdemeanor crime. Uh, they may work with the courts to get them on deferred prosecution. Mm -hmm. But the deferred prosecution, they say, okay, we're not going to send you to jail for three years. What we're going to do is we're going to put you on probation and you're going to go to treatment. You're going to go to rehab. Right. And at rehab and all this, we're going to check to make sure that you're on the treatment and getting off the opiates. Right. And this is going to be part of your release program. And we're going to help you with training to get back into school or whatever, get back to work. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you to be a, a contributing member to society again. Now, a lot of guys get into these programs and they fall out. But even if they fall back out the second time through, they're more likely to be successful yeah. the second time, the second time through. So the third time through and, and you know, the whole time I'm just going, God, please don't let this guy OD, man. We're working on this guy. Yeah. We're trying to get him straightened out. So right. that's a program that would really greatly help our, our community. Oh, man. And, you know, just, just, just drug awareness, people understanding the dangers of how addictive these substances are and how easily fentanyl can kill you. Just a little tiny pinhead yep. amount of fentanyl, you know, car fentanyl will kill somebody. Graveyard and you don't even have to stick it in your in your in your body. Nope. You can touch it. Yep. And it'll kill you. And you know, you know, and, John, I, I was thinking about this when I was going through, you know, because my back surgery I think was in twenty sixteen and then it failed and then twenty seventeen and it failed. And they said, well you're just gonna be on pain management for the rest of your life. Of course, I met you sometime around in that time frame and you you had compassion on me, but I knew that there was a problem, John. Like let's say I would go and I was I was I was legal. I wasn't breaking in nobody's house. I I got good insurance. So I went to CVS and they took care of me, right? But look, pick yours up. Yeah, right. No problems. And but here's one thing that I knew where I was where it was becoming a problem was like one uh, one or two times throughout the cycle, whatever, I'd go to CVS and there would be something wrong with the paperwork, right? So I, I couldn't get my refill of my, my 30 day supply. Now you talk about somebody getting a little twisted when they when they <laughs> when you go like look okay i'm coming in there yes i'm here to pick up my oxycodone and they're like oh i'm sorry you're gonna have to we gotta fax the doctor and it's gonna take another 24 i'm like uh okay we about to have a problem up in this joint right <laughs> but you're you're right i'm you know and and this is why we again ladies and gentlemen you heard it here from john yop running for onslow county sheriff there is a he does have a vision and a plan uh, notice that everything wasn't punitive. Everything's, you know, sometimes we just want to drop the hammer. But in reality, we're dealing with human beings that are truly in a struggle for their lives, John. That's where we need compassion. Right. We really need compassion. And not every jail is not always the answer. Uh, you know, when it comes down to mental health issues yeah. and, and opiate addictions, you know, things like this, you know, people get themselves into situations. And sometimes, again, no fault of their own. No fault there, of their there own. was a lady who uh, I know had a head injury mm -hmm. and everybody thought that she had had some kind of a mental breakdown 
And she, I mean, we're talking about a Christian woman would never say a cuss word, right. would never consider smoking, doesn't drink. You know, a year later, she's she's drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. She's smoking cigarettes. She's cussing everybody out. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not the same woman I knew four years ago. What's right. going on here? Right. And, you know, but the problem is with mental health, we always wait till they become a danger to themselves or others. Right. Uh, you know, like like here we've got the uh, what we call a community medic program, where if we got someone having a mental health issue, we can call the community health, you know, the, the, the community medic. They'll come out and they'll evaluate them. And if they consider them to be a danger to themselves or others, then they can involuntarily commit them and get them put into a facility where they'll get evaluated by a mental health expert. But the problem is if they are really a danger to themselves or others, and a lot of times we're waiting for them to try to commit suicide right. or do something like that, you know, or injure someone else. But if they hurt someone else, now there's a crime. Right. And once there's a crime involved, it's a whole other situation, but it still is not workable. You know, it, 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 it's, it's not past help because again, through deferred prosecution, the prosecutor can come in and say, let's strike a deal with this person. They need mental health help. They don't need to go to jail. Right. And at that point, we can court ordered, they go get evaluated, which ultimately is a little bit different how I got this this lady with the head injury yeah. some help. I was able to get adult protective services before she became a, da a danger to herself or others, which is another avenue, but it's very hard to get there. And once they court ordered that she get evaluated, they found out that she had this head injury. And the head injury was the cause of her mental condition. Mm. Uh, so now she's gotten help and she's a hundred times better. She is, she is doing great. She I check on her all the time. She ain't cussing people out no more, huh, brother? <laughs> no, she's doing good. She quit drinking. That's good, man. <laughs> That's a country right. song. I'm not cussing nobody out. I quit drinking <laughs> and my dog's barking, right? <laughs> She told one of my officers that, 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 that he was the devil in the uniform. And I was like, oh, no. man. <laughs> and, uh, and she said she could sense the black darkness all over him. So I, I was afraid to, but I asked her, I said, what, do you, what about me? And she said, oh, you have the spirit of God. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> well, that, you know, again, that's an example of, of, you know, compassionate leadership. And ladies and gentlemen, we have in our virtual studios, those of you who are listening to our podcast and you hear little the little fluffy dog in the background. He's just excited to be on Impacting Life 24-7, too. Uh, we've got a candidate for Onslow County Sheriff, John Yop. He, you can contact him at yopforsheriff at gmail.com if you've got questions that you'd like to ask him. Early voting has already started in Onslow County, and then uh, the main uh, primary, uh, the main election date is uh, May 17th, right, John? Yes. Yeah. And of course, of course, also, you can call him 910-320-6659 or John Yop for Sheriff dot uh, com. Now, one one of the things that, you know, we are right in the middle of um, talking about, you know, why somebody, you, you know, the responsibilities and, and the intricacies and the nuances of the customer service aspect of being a, a sheriff, right? And and yeah. John John and I found this out. Uh, we were talking about this before the show in the pre-show that Oslo County is 767 square miles. That that's a, that, that's a lot of square miles. I just walked three square miles a day cutting the grass, but that's a lot of square miles. And you know, you you talked about enhancing. 
uh, you know, relationships with our municipal police departments. uh, And you got a really cool idea because like, like, like we were discussing some areas just don't have enough resources. And so I would love for you to kind of explain your vision uh, let me see if I get it right here. You said that you patrol officers available for service by adding dual sworn officers from all municipalities. And when we were talking about this in the pre-show, I thought this was a really cool idea. Explain it to the folks, John. Uh, now, this is nothing new. Other agencies and other uh, departments, you know, other sheriff's offices have actually done this. We used to do this here, mm-hmm. but it's a program that eventually just kind of faded away. Uh, there's been some you know for about the past two decades there's been a little bit of bad blood between the sheriff's office and our municipalities um jacksonville police department is right in the middle of our county it's right in the middle of our county seat and we've got a couple of other towns pretty far out almost Mm -hmm. to the very edges of our county borders uh one of them is the 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 department i work for right now which is north topsail beach Mm um we you know, we're, we're, we're a little strip, you know, Outer Banks Island off of uh, off the coast of uh, North Carolina. And there's a big bridge that goes over into an area called Sneeds Ferry. And I've described that area as being lawless. Uh, so if we had a dual sworn officer program, the, the function here is that uh, it's you've got two sides to North Carolina's trainings and standards. You've mm-hmm. got the sheriff's uh, trainings and standards on one side, and you've got the criminal justice trainings and standards on the other side. Uh, The sheriff's trainings and standards are a lot more lax. They're easier to get to. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're easier to get someone certified under. The criminal justice side is very stringent. It's a lot more that has to be done. And it's, it's, it's a lot more rigorous program to get someone certified. Right. But it's easy to move somebody from criminal justice, which covers our municipalities and get them as you know, to cross over into the sheriff's uh, trainings and standards because it's so much easier to deal with. Okay. Um, I'm not wanting to move officers uh, as dual sworn officers from the sheriff's office to another municipality. I want it to go the other way. Okay. Because those municipalities are already being called on all the time. And when they get called on, uh, we respond but the problem is we don't respond immediately. We have to be asked to come and respond. Right. So the issue becomes uh, a policy situation that could be avoided by the dual officer, you know, by the dual sworn officer program. Mm-hmm. Um, the officers out there on the road, man, we all get along great. We love each other. We've got a great camaraderie going along with each other. But it's the admin staff of the departments that have trouble uh, dealing with because it's always a liability issue about this a liability mm. issue about that right right so um, we you know this program would eliminate the liability issues and it also because they're working together to make sure that the training and the standards fit each each department those admin staffs will have to work together to make sure that everybody that's in this program will work together and can and this this fun- can function so if I'm called on, right now under our mutual aid agreement um, not only is my department liable if something happens and someone gets hurt while i'm helping someone then if something happens in my patrol zone while i'm absent my department is also liable for that Mm. Uh, 
the way that I'm trying to set this up is, and the way it used to be done was, if you were a dual sworn officer, you went to sh you, you went to the sheriff's office and you got your your uh, your your training updates and you learned how the sheriff's office responds and you learned their standard operating procedures. Right. So that when you respond in lieu of them, you've been trained. And if something happens for a dual sworn officer responding for the sheriff's office, they would be. That, that agency wouldn't be responsible. The sheriff's office would be responsible. Right. I understand. Uh, when another agency gets laid open for uh, a violation, a uh, violation of somebody's rights, right. uh, they get blamed for an injury. Maybe it's a broken toe, whatever. They're liable. It makes that agency helping the sheriff's office say, wait a minute. Yeah, we don't want to be We're not yeah. going to respond until they request us. Right. Because if we respond too early, then we're completely liable. Yeah. And so they're finding ways to keep their agency from being being liable for actions that happen for another agency. Right. Uh, and it also causes those officers to make sure that they don't get involved. And the simple fact is the people of our communities deserve better. Yeah. Uh, they deserve a, a, a functioning law enforcement officer that can take whatever action needs to be taken when he arrives. So th th this is why I really, and you, you can see how many different yeah. situations this does affect, yeah. but ultimately it, it, it will help our community completely all the way around all sides. Well, my, my hope is John, that that if you're elected, that, that, um, that, that would be something because, Here's the deal. What you, the way I explained it, he, the way he explained it to me in the pre-show was basically, yeah, a municipality can help you, but they at the at the present the way it's set up, they will only respond if called upon, if given permission. Yeah. But under under this under this dual sworn, uh, this dual what is it called again? A dual sworn officer. Yeah, program. yeah, the dual sworn officer program. An officer can respond. If he's dual sworn, as soon as, they hear, as soon as they hear it, right, which gives, which gives, which reduces response time, which gets your needs met sooner instead of waiting yeah. on, you know, and, and that's, that's really good because as you say, at the end of the day, our people deserve better. Our people deserve the response time. And, you know, John, one, one last thing before, uh, can you believe that we have been on here an hour? That's just like, I can't I believe it. Uh, well, you, you can, <laughs> and I know that. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I had you on. Uh, and, and of course I, I appreciate your vision and, and understanding of the, of the issues, but you know, one last thing before we go, John, um, a, a lot of people, get so I heard someone say the other day we actually have more in common than than we don't in other words we're saying these are polarizing times and you know one sides against the other and all that and and really I hope that people listening to you tonight would hear that man you just casted a vision you didn't you didn't beat anybody over the head with a hammer uh, you know what I mean? I, and, and I don't think people should have to constantly apologize for their convictions and beliefs and they can still have those with, but still be respectful and kind to other people. And you've demonstrated that greatly. What I'd like for you to do is just take the, the next minute. You know, I'm only giving you 60 That's seconds you future sheriff um, to <laughs> just speak to your potential future constituency out there 
and uh, give them a word from John Yop, uh, candidate for sheriff. The floor is yours. Well, I'm going to be everybody's sheriff. Uh, I know that right now we're running in this Republican primary. And, you know, I am finding out out there on the campaign trail that we are all more alike than you ever imagined. Uh, we all care about the same issues. But I want everyone to know that I care about my constituency, no matter what, if it's an R or D in front of your name, or if you're unaffiliated or a liberal or a conservative, it doesn't matter. We all deserve to be protected. We all deserve to be heard. We all deserve to be treated fairly and unbiased. And that is exactly what you'll get from me. I'm, I'm telling you, I have grown up watching people treat other people terrible and that's one of the things that drove me to do law enforcement and when i first got into it i realized this is my calling because we need good representatives to help our people i had no idea i'd end up running for running for office but my phone number he said it multiple times mm -hmm. everybody while i'm campaigning they'll try to give me my card back i'm saying you know i don't care if you voted for me or not and i don't care if if, if, if I'm not even on your on your ballot, keep my number because if you need it one day, you can call me. Yeah. And everybody, you know, I've seen sheriffs uh, have uh, have you know have have a circle of friends that would call them anytime they needed them, and that's the only people that could call them. Right. I want the entire community to feel free to call their sheriff and tell them what issue they're dealing with, and get some kind of response. And get something done because I'm not a do nothing. Right. I'm a do something. Do something. And, that, and, and I'm a listen. And I'm going to do everything I can to help our community. Doesn't well, matter who y'all. Well, you heard that from John Yacht. We gave him a little more than a minute, ladies and gentlemen, but we won't <laughs> we, sorry, we, we, we won't we won't charge him for that one. John Yop <laughs> for Sheriff. All you gotta do is go to yopforsheriff at gmail.com. It's very simple and a very open and transparent person uh, looking for not just your vote, but to connect and collaborate and unite this community of, of Onslow County. Additionally, you can call him if you've got further follow-up questions, 910-320-6659. And uh, I've given his website out. And, of course, that's John Yop for Sheriff, John Yop for Sheriff dot com. And so, John, we thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. And I hope that Impacting Life 24-7 has treated you well. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed this time. Please share this uh, video. If you guys are interested in supporting John, just go uh, to those areas that I told you to. You can go to his website to donate, get out and help him campaign. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing some results positive by somebody who's really cared, caring about their community. So with that, John, we thank you so much. And we hope that you have a good night. And thank you for joining us on Impacting Life 24-7. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a great night. All right. You too. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes. How y'all like the new setup here, huh? Yeah, we got everything going on. I was wondering what that smell was. I actually got the candle burning behind me. I didn't realize that. Uh, thank you, John. John Yop for sheriff. And um, he is a candidate here in Onslow County. And he's running for county sheriff. I, you know, I don't know why anybody would throw their hat in politics because it's a, it's a different world. But 
when 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 his response was, you know, this is my calling. I feel called to do it. You know what? You can't argue with that. You can argue with people's methods. You can argue with people's ideology, but you can't argue with you can't argue with their experience, like why they're doing something. And so that's John Yop for sheriff. Again, one last time, Yop for sheriff. That's Y O P P for sheriff at gmail.com. Telephone number is 910-320-6659. And his website is johnyopforsheriff.com. All right, so we're excited to launch back, uh, be back here in a, was it, I don't know. I don't know how many hours it is from now till Monday. It's Friday, so let's just enjoy it, y'all. We, we, we put these special uh, events together when people reach out to us and want to be on Impact Life 24-7. I'm really just blown away, guys. 92% of America, it, our show has been downloaded in 92%, at least one state. Uh, all, uh, in, I'm talking about 92% of all the states that Impacting Life has been downloaded in. And I'm, I, we're very, very blessed by that. And, and, you know, we, I said this to our team, I've posted it and I say it consistently that we are not interested in becoming viral. We're interested in just being valuable. You'll see behind me, many of our sponsors, their books, people who've been on this show, we kind of revised uh, and revitalized the studio, made it, made it more of a user friendly experience. I hope y'all like it. It's easy on the eyes. And, uh, you know, we, we're doing this for for a bigger cause. And I've got some big announcements for you guys that I'm going to share with you on Monday, talking about the direction and the impact of where we're going as Impacting Life 24-7. I can't wait to share that with you. I will probably do that because our showtime is changing. We're just, we're just, we're going to be lean, mean, and do our thing. You know what I'm saying? Did that rhyme? Did that actually rhyme? <laughs> we're uh we're our show is going to go from 7 to 7 30 starting monday and it'll be monday tuesday and thursday 7 to 7 30 so this was our last hour long broadcast we're going to go from 7 to 7 30 from here on out of course mike black will be joining me we just added a new staff member to our team vera dixon who helped bring about some of the news that i've got to tell you and uh, we're just looking forward to it. The book is continuing to come along. I'll be writing more on that tomorrow. And really, this this movement is a movement that is not going anywhere. All right. When I first when we first started, <laughs> I thought this is a joke. <laughs> now look at it, man. Now look at it, man. I mean, look at it. To God be the glory. So. John Yacht for Sheriff, if you'd like to talk with him, just go, call 910-320-6659. I'm hoping that I can go find a steak somewhere if it's not too late because I didn't eat dinner and nobody made me any dinner after cutting all that grass today. So if not, I'll just go make me a bologna sandwich. <sighs> Tune in to Impact Life 24-7, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night, 7 p.m. All that will change. And uh, we're also going to add and include phone calls and we'll have a number for that. So just looking forward to the great things God is going to do with us and through us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you again soon.